This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 24th of November. In your sport today, it's draft night in the AFL. The WBBL finals begin. The latest on Tim Payne. And timing a toilet break. This is your sport today. We don't need to tell our Aussie rules fans that tonight is the AFL draft. Uh, The best young players in the country will find out where they'll be playing next year. The AFL draft is a little bit complicated. So Gabs, put it into simple terms for us. Okay, I'm going to try my best here. So at the most basic level, the AFL draft is designed to let the bad teams get the first picks of the best young players to help even out the competition. Now, because North Melbourne finished last in 2021, they're going to get the first pick and then second last gets the second pick and so on. But Fez, draft picks are valuable assets and they can be traded or added to a player trade to sweeten the deal. Now, unlike drafts in other sports, the AFL draft has this thing called the father-son rule. What that means is if the son of a player that's played 100 or more games for a club, then that club can take the player's son if he's been selected by another club, but they have to give up other draft picks if they want to get him. Yeah, so basically draft picks have a certain value and you've got to match the value to get the player. For example, Sam Darcy, he's the son of Bulldogs player Luke Darcy. He's expected to be taken by the Giants with the second pick. The Dogs will then use their father-son rule to get him. But pick two is worth five of the Dogs' lower draft picks. So Gabs, who's going to go number one? Well, this year's draft looks fairly predictable. Well, at least the top spots do anyway. So South Australian midfield forward Jason Horn francis is expected to go first. Darcy is then tipped to go to the Dogs, as you said, with the Giants then set to pick Victorian midfielder Finn Callahan. That's the top three picks, but there are always surprises on draft night. Just how important are these draft picks? Well, stats show that the better the draft pick, the more games on average they'll play in their career, but a lot of it comes down down to luck and injury. James Hurd, well, he was the 79th pick in the 1990 draft and he went on to win the Brownlow medal and he became an Essendon legend. It really is wait and see, but you won't have to wait too much longer. The AFL draft is held over two nights with round one starting tonight at 7pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time and you can watch it on Fox Footy. Today's trivia question brought to you by the Footy Live app, which will have all the draft news and results waiting for you. Who was the first ever AFL slash VFL number one draft pick? Gab, you got a clue for us? Of course, Sam, you know that. What I will say is that it was 40 years ago and this guy was picked up by Melbourne. 40 years ago, uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. The AFL draft isn't the only big sporting event that's on tonight. Uh, It's the first finals match of the Women's Big Bash, and we've got the Brisbane Heat playing the Adelaide Strikers in what's called the Eliminator. That pretty much sums up what's at stake tonight. Yeah, although I would have called it the match that sees the losing team get eliminated from the (laughs) WBBL finals. So this is a lot cleaner. So this is a new final structure this year in the WBBL, and here's how it works. 
The top four sides, they've made it through to the finals. And tonight is the third-placed Heat taking on the fourth-placed Strikers at the Adelaide Oval. Now, Fez, the reason it's being played in Adelaide and not at the Heat's home ground in Brisbane is because of border restrictions. The winner of tonight's match will then play the second-placed Melbourne Renegades tomorrow night, and that's also going to be at the Adelaide Oval. That match is called the Challenger because the winner of that plays the team that finished first, the Perth Scorchers, on Saturday in the final in Perth. All those matches will be on Network 7, Foxtel, KO and ABC Grandstand Radio. Tonight's match starts at 10 past 7 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Now to the latest on former Aussie cricket captain Tim Payne. He scored just one run yesterday in a second 11 game, but the big news came off the field from his state cricket Tasmania. Yeah, in a statement yesterday afternoon, Cricket Tasmania chairman Andrew Gagan says Cricket Australia's treatment of Payne had been appalling ever since Payne stood down as test captain. Payne quit last Friday over a sexting incident four years ago, and that's despite being cleared of breaching Cricket Australia's code of conduct back in 2018. Payne was allowed to continue as captain after the investigation, but current CA chairman Richard Freudenstein says that the current board would have acted differently had it happened today. Gagan says that Payne should have been supported by CA and that he should not have felt the need to resign as captain. Yeah, Gagan likened it to the axing of Test Captain Bill Laurie 50 years ago, and that's when Laurie found out he was dropped on the radio. We still don't know who will replace Payne, but we do know who will put a recommendation to the board for the new skipper. Selectors George Bailey and Tony Dottermaid, former Aussie batter and board member Mel Jones, CA CEO Nick Hockley and Chairman Richard Freudenstein will come up with a recommendation as part of a five-person panel. Coach Justin Langer is not part of that panel. There's no timeline yet. Yet, but don't expect it to take too long. Let's go to the AFLW now because we found out last night that St Kilda star Georgia Patrikios has not been vaccinated against COVID, but Gabs, she hasn't ruled out getting the jab. No, and that does leave the door open for her to play next season. Patrikios, she released a statement last night saying that she wants to learn more about the vaccine from doctors and that she's going to talk to her family before she makes a final decision. The club says that they respect her decision and, importantly, the Saints haven't put her on the inactive list, which is what the Adelaide Crows did to Danny Vernhagen after she decided to not get the jab. Now, losing Patrikios would be a big blow for St Kilda because she was their first pick in the 2019 draft. She's a two-time best and fairest winner at the club, and she also earned All-Australian selection earlier this year. Yeah, fair to say she's one of their best players. Uh, Patrikios is unable to train and play under the AFLW's COVID policy, which says players need to be vaccinated before the start of the season. The AFLW season starts in January. It's been a stop-start kind of year for Australia's netball team, the Diamonds, because of COVID and border restrictions. But we now know when they'll play next. They're back on court next January. Yeah, they are, and the Diamonds are going to play England, New Zealand and South Africa in a quad series from January 16 to 20 in London. Australia was meant to play both New Zealand and England at home last month, but border restrictions meant those series were cancelled. The quad series is really important for the Diamonds, and that's because it'll help prepare the team ahead of the Commonwealth Games that'll be held in English City, Birmingham, next July and August. England, they beat Australia by just one point in the gold medal match at the 2018 games on the Gold Coast. Yeah, another Ashes battle to watch out for next year. I've put a link to the full schedule of that quad series in the show notes. 
Let's talk some tennis because a rule change means players on the men's tour are now only allowed one toilet break per match. Yeah, luckily these rules do not apply to sport today. Otherwise, (laughs) you'd be in big trouble, Fez. Big trouble. (laughs) So the new rule means that players can only have one three-minute toilet break per match, and it's been brought in to stop people from using the stoppages to try to gain a tactical advantage. Toilet breaks became a big issue at the US Open earlier this year when Andy Murray accused Stefanos Tsitsipas of cheating during their match because he took a number of lengthy toilet breaks at crucial stages. Tsitsipas, well, he said he didn't do anything wrong by the letter of the law, which is why the ATP has decided to crack down on it. Yeah, there are a few things to add here. The uh, toilet breaks can only be taken at the end of a set, but players will also be given two minutes to change their clothes if they get torn or are just too sweaty. Time violation penalties will be enforced if players take too long in the bathroom. The WTA, that's the women's tour. They haven't said if they'll adopt the rule just yet. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye, what's coming up. And I'll tell you what caught my eye yesterday, Gabs, uh, was the announcement that the Wiggles are going to sing the national anthem at the Matildas game on the weekend. If that doesn't wake Jeff up, I don't know what will. (laughs) I've already got my tin of cold spaghetti ready to go. (laughs) Uh, I was looking at Instagram last night, Fez, and I saw that Ash Barty's got engaged to now fiancé Gary Kissick. It caps a Pretty big year for Ash. She won Wimbledon. She's still world number one. And now she's engaged. Nice one, Gabs. Uh, Now for today's trivia question brought to you by the Footy Live app. Who was the first ever number one draft pick taken in the AFL slash VFL draft? Gabs, it was 40 years ago back in 1981. Who was it? Yeah, your maths is correct. It was Alan Johnson. Yep, Alan Johnson taken by Melbourne from Perth back in 1981. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. If you like what we're doing here on Sport Today, why not tell a mate it's the best way we can grow? We'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.